All right, what's going on everybody? My name is Ozzy Mihangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. And we're back with another podcast. Today is March 1st, 2020, uh, three months in. And let's get into some news. I'm with my co-host, uh, Jackie Huynh. Hello, I'm back. Uh, surprisingly, we did two in a row. <laughs> and uh, we got some news to cover with you from Byte, the new app, the competitor to TikTok, uh, to how algorithms, we thought we were going to be their bosses, but they're becoming our bosses. It's a very interesting story by The Verge. And of course, uh, coronavirus is hitting the stock markets, which means that technology companies are being affected. And one of the companies, one of the sectors of technology that will be affected is the delivery service. We're all going to use it. Uh, there's an apocalypse and you want your Chick-fil-A, you're definitely going to use it. Um, but we're going to dive into that and what, uh, you know, what we're seeing the response from these companies, because I feel like they're going to become more prominent as, you know, this coronavirus goes on. Uh, again, we are, we're, we're, this is just for fun. This podcast is just for fun, not an informational report. And uh, all our opinions are our own. Yeah. And speaking of food delivery services... I also have one where it may be you may be paying ninety one percent mockup. No, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> okay. From what you're paying for at the restaurant. So, oh, okay. But we'll dive into that, and there's another another <clears throat> story I'm gonna cover is even with your GPS location turned off. Yeah. Companies still may be able to track you down. There's that. Mm-hmm. Just with a phone number, by the way. Oh, that's that's kind of crazy. <laughs> And the last one is kind of a fun one, fun opinion one. Should robots have face? Please, so. Ex Machina. Yeah, should we, Uh you know, there's so many movies and Mm -hmm. games out there with robots and androids. Yeah. Should they really have face at all at this point? Interesting question. You know what, um, since we're both going to talk about the coronavirus and delivery, let's just start off with your story. What's What's your story? All right, my story of delivery food services, and I got this news from the New York Times. Yeah. Um, basically, this writer mm-hmm. was comparing all major food de- delivery services from Grubhub, mm-hmm. Postmates, DoorDash, and finally, Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. And what he found out from ordering a Subway nearby, mm-hmm. two s- turkey sandwiches, which should cost around twelve fifty eight with a tax of 63 cents if you order at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And since, you know, all these delivery services have to have a profit at some point, somehow. Yeah, yeah. And um, delivery fee kind of, you know, fluctuates. The most expensive one is actually Uber Eats. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. $3.99 uh, delivery fee, and other ones $1.99. And two ninety nine, mm-hmm. and service fee, they're all about cost the same, about a dollar fifty to two fifty or so. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, Uber Eats have a miscellaneous fee. Which, what, is, what does that even? Mean? What does that mean? I feel like they all have a miscellaneous fee. Right, but doesn't list it here. But from what we have, miscellaneous fee for Uber Eats is about three dollars. That just kind of mocks everything up from what the original price. Original price would. Which would have been thirteen twenty one, but Uber Eats you're paying twenty five dollars and twenty five cents. 
for two Subway sandwiches. Oh, you're paying the extra three twenty-five? No, it's almost like twelve dollars extra. Holy moly! Oh shoot! Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got the stats here, guys. What's the name of the article so they can look it up by, the, by themselves? Um, up to ninety-one more per, more expensive. How delivery no. delivery apps eats up your budget on New York Times. Yeah, you know, it's sort of weird because Uber has its other line of income, right? Which is yeah. the the Uber. What do we use Uber the for? Share the, the share ride service. It's super weird. Like, why do they need to mock it up? Like, right. right. And what is that miscellaneous fee? Yeah. Is what that is tips? It? Is that just to mm-hmm. guarantee that the worker have their share? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I've only personally used DoorDash and uh, Postmates because that's that's the one that gets promoted right. the most, right? So um, to me, like Postmates has always seen like the one that definitely raises their like I can tell that they raise that price. they raise the price with DoorDash. I don't see it as much, but that's kind of crazy. That's and that's just for sandwiches, right? For two sandwiches. For two sandwiches. I think miscellaneous means like you have an order under fifteen. Right, fifteen dollars. Cause that's what that's what happened to me, and that just seems kind of crazy. What, how many times did this guy do this though? Um, he only did this one for mm-hmm. the turkey sandwiches, but then mm-hmm. he did a family feast, mm-hmm. so like bigger, you know, portion for mm-hmm. families, party trays and all that yeah. at Panda Express, and it seems like the percentage not as. Mm-hmm crazy as you see yeah but you you are still paying 49 percent of mark that's crazy so about 40 dollars or 40 dollars at panda express you would be paying about like maybe but who <clears throat> where does the miscellaneous where does the miscellaneous fee go to the non i'm pretty sure it's in the terms and services but did it say on there no i did not What's kind of your opinion on these delivery services? Which one do you think feel is like the most prominent in the Bay? Personally, I use DoorDash more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I first found out about them through Postmate. Mm-hmm. So these food delivery services. At first I was like, oh, it's not that expensive. You know, it's only like $3 delivery fee and whatnot. But then mm-hmm. even with DoorDash, like say I order Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Which would up in like ten dollars at most for two mm-hmm. sandwiches, but I was charged about twenty. Oh, because you got it under ten, under fifteen. Yeah, you just got to order more. <laughs> yeah, I feel but like this... at, at the same time yeah. that would cost more. Yeah, to tell it to me. Sometimes food is cold. The food. Oh yeah, that's. Um, I thought that was just me, because <laughs> they used to have um, what do you call it, like these bags, these like thermal bags, right? That that you keep them cool and stuff, but now it's. You don't get that. Do they get that anymore? Because all my food arrives cold, like yeah. all the time. Yeah. I gotta put in the instructions, like keep it in the. Keep it hot. Keep it hot. <laughs> you know, we're in California, so keep it hot. I know we're hot in <laughs> California, but it's not enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in the Bay Area, it's definitely DoorDash too, because it's like it was the first one that actually did pretty well. Yeah. Because I know Grubhub was around for a long time too, and they didn't really. Do it well. Yeah, I only use Grubhub like twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're about the same. Mm-hmm. Does, it come, does the food come in cold? Maybe. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't know. But one thing though, Postmates and DoorDash, sometimes they have 
for me, they had delivery um, problems mm-hmm. with getting the address right, whatnot, mm-hmm. or reaching to me. Sometimes my phone don't ring for some mm-hmm. reason because I'm in an apartment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have had a few delivery issues with DoorDash, but the customer service is pretty good. Not the best. I don't know. I, I, at this point, it's just like I feel like, is this even profitable? Because they've been like losing. Oh, Eats, yeah, yeah, ninety-one percent like, Yeah, I mean, none of them are making money, right? Like, uh, DoorDash isn't making money. Uh, Grubhub isn't making money. Like, it's it's pretty standard to be losing money in the first few years, I guess now. But it doesn't like. I don't know. Like, will this ever really make money? Like yeah. everybody, like when you're tip. Like, like it, if you're paying twice as much already, like what are what? Are, how likely are people going to be able to tip, right? Like, right. Like, do you tip all the time? I try to. Yeah. But at the same time, if I add tips, it costs so much more. Oh yeah, and I think there was like a story in the past where like DoorDash was taking the tips, right? Right. Like the, there was, there the, was the company. Controversies for yeah. That. I was like. You're not getting squat from me. Yeah. It's like if you're not, I'd rather just give you cash. I'd rather yeah. the person, and I do do that. Like I'd rather just give you cash because I know it's like, is right, right there on the spot. Yeah, one time they, I put, I didn't even put the tip. It was just automatically inserted in there. It was like two dollars, but it's like, dude, I just, I literally gave him money in, in IRL person already. Already, yeah. So dude got like a six dollar tip. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're so welcome. I see that Uber Eats charge a three dollar uh-huh. small order fee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uber, so. yeah, they definitely do that. Um, yeah, I don't use Uber Eats. I, don't, I really don't like Uber. Try it once. Try it once? Mm. It's okay. It's, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but <clears throat> from there, we're going to go to the right. This was uh, this one's from BuzzFeed News. Oh, man. BuzzFeed? You know, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Shoot, guys. Um, don't, don't, uh... Don't hate on BuzzFeed. It's a pretty reliable source for all your high-quality memes. Um, memes. Memes. And uh, just a joke. I don't know. Do you, do you think BuzzFeed is taken seriously nowadays? I don't feel like it is. I don't think so. I, I'll take this. Okay, I'll give them they a try. They make money from quizzes. Yeah, they do. Quizzes and advertisements. Uh, but <clears throat> let's move on to the article because I thought it was pretty well-written. It says uh, the article is ride hail and delivery apps like Uber and Postmates are tight-lipped about what they'll do when coronavirus hits the United States. And as you know, like, these like these people that work for these companies are independent contractors. Right. Yeah, I mean, there was a new law that was implemented where, where they're trying to make these, like, employees, right? These yeah. contractors, employees. And it's doing fairly well, so a lot of these companies are trying to find the loophole to make themselves, like, a tech company. Uh, not a delivery service, and uh, I mean it's it's kind of like mm, yeah you're you're right, but you're also kind of wrong because you're making people work right and uh, like I mean th- is tech enough? Tech? Do you do you think so? I don't think so. I mean you don't mm-hmm. have and call it tech company. Yeah, yeah, but like this is non-related, but mm-hmm. take a like we work. Oh yeah, they are a co-working space, but they claim themselves as a tech company tech company yeah i don't know it's like everybody wants to be tech yeah. right so it, does that mean when you're a tech company you just collect user data yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what point like this is like what's interesting about the internet of things right like 
technically everything that we do now is just involved and immersed in tech, right? Yeah. Like farming, like the thing that should just be by hand, yeah. tech and data and information, which is great, right? But at what point is it just like, no, dude, you're not tech just because you make an app? Right. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. These are like the questions we got to answer before we we make like TikTok right. V2. Right. I'm um, check. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it goes along and talks about like <clears throat> what will happen to like these workers, right? Like what is the concern for these workers? A lot of them go into like uh, like big cities, uh, into the airports, like who are they bringing in? Um, and, you know, a lot of these people are relying on this for their income um, and what they're doing in order to prevent like the, like an outbreak. Well, right. not an outbreak, but making sure that the drivers don't get sick. And uh, a lot of people, basically a lot of the companies, they're just like, we're doing our best. We're just listening to the local authorities and making sure that they follow what is needed. Some of the Uber drivers are even saying, like, I just spray down everything after someone, you know, comes in right. and, you know, making sure every everything time. is clean. Every time. Yeah. Maybe people joke about it. After I get my car and coughing. After someone coughs. Yeah. So this guy's but name. I, I feel like that's a good step forward, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't want to bring any liabilities. Yeah. People do want to work for you. Yeah, but what happens when, like, the first person I get... Like the first Uber driver or Lyft driver gets like the coronavirus from someone that was admitted right. through the Lyft app. Who like who's at fault at that point, really? Right? What do you what do you think? The passenger. The passenger. <laughs> that would well, be, I, mm. I, I, yeah. I can't argue against myself. So yeah. people don't have the symptoms. Oh yeah, you're right. People don't show the symptoms. So you don't know anyway. You don't know. <laughs> Shoot, dude, you're right. I don't think these companies are doing like like what do you think would make them look better? Shutting down like Uber and Lyft for a few weeks oh, on no. needs it. People, people need it. it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people I know like use it constantly to go to and from work. I just I, I Ubered here. I did you really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh I don't know, like what do you think yeah, what do you think would make them look better? Um Cause at the end of the day, that's what they want, right? To make themselves look good and like yeah, and try at the same time get yourself be relevant. Into yeah, the business. Stay, yeah, stay relevant. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard doing business when there's outbreaks like this. Um, oh yeah, the stock market tanked. It was like yeah, it was so bad. I don't know. Well, next to the stock market <laughs> tanks with the tax. No, nah, I think they should shut down. Like, I think they will definitely shut down if something bad happens. Yeah. I don't know. All well, right. Yeah, your your article of the stock market, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Your your next article? My next article? No, oh, I was talking about the, the stock market tanking. Um, no, it's actually uh, moving on to happier news. Um, Byte is about to pay $250,000 to creators for good videos. And basically... Byte is basically, like, the competitor to TikTok at this point. It was made by, like, the Vine people, oh. which I think is pretty good, you know? I've been on the app. I haven't made anything. I don't know what to make. Like, what do you make? What, what could I make um, that is, like... Uh, lip syncing? Lip syncing? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I don't, I don't know, like... Memes? <clears throat> memes, right? Like, tech memes? 
Uh, but essentially what they're doing is uh, 100 creators will um, will get this like small grant in order to... Oh, that's just bribing. Huh? That's just bribing. Straight uh, up. Yeah, I mean, it could be seen as bribing. It's like a small grant and you basically enter. Uh, and this is just in order to get more people on the platform, right? <clears throat> so because TikTok like completely blew up. Uh, the initial pool will spread $250,000 across four payouts. After those four payouts, Byte intends to create a new payment pool, theoretically with more creators, um, to launch a new payment. Uh, so, let's see. Byte says that for now, it's putting 100% of ad revenue back into the partner program, which is pretty interesting. I mean, I mean I've seen... Is that, is that good? No? Okay. Yeah. So... Hopefully it's not. Hopefully you guys don't hear the feedback on here. Oh, you heard it too. Oh yeah. That was uh, me. Yeah. Um, but basically, Byte is like I said. I think I said it twice. The competitor. What do you think about the grant? Um, never heard of it. First of all. The grant or the or Byte. The Byte. The Byte. Oh, yeah. it's basically like the exact same thing as TikTok. Is it? Yeah. It, it looks like the user interface looks exactly the same, too. Oh, man, I always try to be something different. Yeah, I mean, certain aspects look different, but... See? I think it looks a little bit prettier. I like dark mode anything anyways. Uh, but... I don't know, do you think it's kind of late for this? Like, TikTok kind of already took over the world. Yeah, I mean... The Twitch competitor did something similar with Ninja. Oh, yeah, with Mixer and stuff? Mm-hmm, to bring in more viewers onto platforms. Yeah, but it's like... I mean, Vine was pretty popular, right? Yeah. And technically, Vine is just the same thing as TikTok. Right. To some extent. I mean, musically. Well, that's TikTok now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, you're right, you're right. Huh. But what about the grant money? Like, what, what would you do with that? I don't know, make some stupid memes, get paid. <laughs> I, that's a pretty sweet deal to me. As long as you're creative. Yeah, yeah, as long as you you're can creative. Think, you know, between mm -hmm. five to ten seconds of content. Content. Yeah, do you think they'll inflate their numbers? Maybe. Because for me, yeah. you know, I haven't heard of it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like surprising to see if there's a new competitor. Yeah. So in that case, how, how many people have heard of it? To be honest, I don't think any, like, I didn't see any big creators talk about it. Like, nobody's talking about it. So I guess yeah. that's kind of the point of the, the grant of the, of the grant program. I don't know. Will it take off? Was it a waste of time? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of early to, like, dictate and say, like, yeah, it's going to fail. Or, yeah, no, it's not going to fail because you got to give it time. Yeah. Because, like, TikTok is owned by, like, a Chinese company. So it's right. going to be like, what's going to happen next? Like, right. Who's who's in charge here? Uh, but it's, sh it's short. Are we going back? Remember when like YouTube videos are like four minutes? Now right. they're all like like ten, ten plus. Ten plus. Are we gonna go back to shorter content? That would be nice. I mean, mm -hmm. not spending all day on a ten minute. I spend all day on YouTube anyways. Yeah. Regardless of the time. Right. Yeah. All right. What's the next story? All right. So my next story is how. Cellular, um, sells your data even without your GPS enabled. Uh -huh. So I also found this on most, most of all of these are gonna be on New York Times, 
And so the FCC, the Federal Communicate Commission? Federal Communi- Federal Communications. Well, you whatever, you know what the FCC right. is. So um, they actually might fine companies like AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, uh-huh. up to $200 million Easy. for selling users' location data. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the premise is that um, there, there's a certain line, certain cap of how much you can sell your data to other companies, right? In terms really? of your location. Oh. And so mm-hmm. um, some company, companies may have breached that cap they sell more than they should, or they don't obey by that law. Yeah. And so the FCC may sue them, find mm-hmm. them for that. And that's just kind of bring up my next one is that it's crazy how easy it is for companies to track you down. Mm. So on Vice News, um, this writer essentially paid a bounty hunter to find what? a lost phone. What? Just a lost phone. All right. Oh, what? So... Crazy thing is, he can find it within two hours or so the without bounty, hacking. The bounty found the cell phone within two hours without hacking your phone. All he all he needed was just your phone number, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. How did the bounty hunter get into AT and T? Um, there's a, actually some services that sells last known location or on location. Yo, that's so oh, that's, that's so creepy. That's pretty scary. Yeah, that is that's pretty scary. And do not it, na- do not mention those names here, please. We don't need to give people ideas. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's why yeah. the FCC may mm-hmm. find them for that because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, including myself, did not know that even without GPS, unabled, oh. mm-hmm. they're still able to track you down because the explanation is that as long as you have signal, mm. they are connected to some sort of cell towers. Yeah, yeah. Cell towers are localized. Mm. Therefore, yeah. they can track you down. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I thought that was pretty crazy in terms of, you know, how people can find these services easy. <clears throat> it's just to pay a few, you yeah. know, maybe. What's crazy is, like, how easily, like, the wrong person can buy this stuff, too, right? Right. Like, oh, you need just a phone number? Yeah. Or just Our phone number is public. No, oh geez, <laughs> but yeah, most phone numbers are public though. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, like our data is just like. This reminds me of like the housing bubble. Like, uh, do you know how that worked? Like subprime mortgages. It was just basically, like, banks, just like, basically lacing, sh- lacing the poo poo, together like really bad deals. And lacing them and then just passing them on to the next person. Our data feels like that right now. Like, yeah. Like, are we just planting a little seed right now and just, like, giving our data to everybody? Yeah. And, like, like, what's going on here, dude? Like, AT&T? Mm, well, we already talked about, like, oh, we don't, <laughs> we don't like AT&T or Comcast because... AT&T, T-Mobile, Sprint, and Motherboard. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the companies that has been found with... Selling excess data. Motherboard? Like the website? I guess so. I never heard of this brand. This uh, brand. I guess they're pretty inside among the, the industry. Mm-hmm. So they sell to bigger industries. Yeah. Sprint sucks. It's like the worst <laughs> phone company. And um, this method of selling location data is co-location aggregators. Mm-hmm. 
which then can sell it to specific clients. Yeah. Quote unquote, you know, the bounty hunter. Yeah, you gotta, man. yeah like, like, dude, it doesn't take that much to, to buy it. That's so, right. that is so fucking creepy. So freaking creepy. Uh, yeah, so what do you think of this? Should, should it be more implemented as our privacy? We don't know it, though. Yeah, like, this is like the, I think data is the new gold. That's for sure. And I think we should, like, we should be able to say yes or no to the terms of service. Because all you can say is yes, right? Like, right. That's, that's the only, like, I don't, I personally do not mind paying for services as long as my data is, like, mine. Right. And right now, it's, like, our data isn't ours. Uh, but that's all in the name of convenience, you know, like. In the name right. of convenience, we just give our data and our rights. Uh, Every single website I go to nowadays. Yeah. You okay with... The terms and... Uh, yeah, terms and services. You mm -hmm. okay with cookies. Yeah, you're okay with yes. cookies. And, like, to, to me, it, there should... Well, California implemented a new law that talked about that. <clears throat> and where data goes, without well, just California, right? Right. Like, the moment you get out, it's out of California. It's a different rule, right? Uh, I think our data should be ours. I think Apple is doing the right thing in terms of keeping everything on the phone, like your fingerprint data and information. But that's only one company, right? Yeah. And um, I think the new sign-in with Apple, instead of using your email, is a lot better as well because all they see is your name and your email. And that's, that's all they should have at the end of the day. Uh, and they're going to implement that later on in the, in the store. Like oh, all sure. them, like every single app is gonna is gonna be required to to do that to do that. So that's nice. That, that's nice. So everything is just kept inside the phone and I touch switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when you want to give their information, you nobody's gonna read the terms and services. No. Like, I, like I've tried to. It takes a while. I think I read the iTunes one <laughs> before, but it was so long. Like it, there's a lot of legal language in there. So yeah, it's like there is. Like, at that point, do you even understand it if you read it? Yeah, it was, you, even for me, it was, like, very difficult. We're all college-educated, and it was still pretty difficult to, like, what are you talking about here and here and here? So you got to Google it, and it takes a while, and that's why they make right. it so small, and, like... Uh, that's why you have to skip button, disagree. Just agree. Hi, most people do it. Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but, like, we should we should all be more concerned because... And some people get mad for, like, oh, you stole my data, but it's, like... yeah. Um, it said right here. Yeah. Article like, two point eight point C. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, dude. I think we're just, we're so new at what we're doing with all the data. People can just do whatever. It's like, there's just a gold rush right now. Um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to move on to uh, The Verge. How hard will the robots make us work? Uh, I thought this was interesting because it talked a lot about automation and um, not automation like the robots taking our jobs, which they kind of are like lower li lower, lower level lower, jobs, ends, yeah. lower end jobs, but about how robots are creating like these algorithms that are so accurate in time and what you should be doing and constantly keeping you busy at work to the point where you're like not allowed to, you know, you have like your short little breaks, not everybody can work right. like hundred hours like a hundred percent all the time right or giving a hundred and ten percent or giving a hundred and ten percent as well but the the robots are so good and they always keep you busy like you're just like a rat in the rat race 
or like in in like, like your little wheel, right? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> especially in call centers, the article goes over like these call centers, right? Like mm-hmm. the moment you have someone, like, so that this lady's like, I never get a break anymore. The robot judges every single thing that I do, the way that I sound, do I sound empathetic, and then they rate you. So the robot rates like your empathy. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Like. How do you rate empathy? And, uh, and oh man, I feel bad for those who have just monotones. Monotone. <laughs> it's like as as happy as you are. As happy. <laughs> All right, have a nice day. Okay. All right, have a nice day. And the robot give you feedback. Hey, you should be happier. You should be ha- <laughs> kind of hard on that one. Um, and for ten straight hours, and then it goes about on about like the Amazon warehouse. I think we talk a lot about Amazon warehouse, and. Uh, but it's just like really horrible working conditions, right? The robot now tells you who's going the slowest. Um, oh no, that's horrible. Yeah, like who's going the slowest, making sure that someone's winning. Uh, it goes on here to talk about how uh, there's like a scoreboard and then they rate everybody, what? I think in the nation. Uh, several months, he felt burned down. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, uh, 10 fastest workers in real time. So there's a quote. I have a problem with this. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, third place, let's see. So it goes on to say, oh, quote, Jake, who used to have pseudonym out of the fear of retribution, was a rebinner. His, jo- his job was to take an item off the conveyor belt, press a button, place the item whenever the cubby, when, whatever the cubby a monitor told him to, press another button and repeat. He linked into doing to twisting lenders every 10 seconds non-stop though he was encouraged to move even faster by a giant leadership board featuring a cartoon spring sprinting man that showed it r- the rates of the 10 fastest workers in real time a manager was sometimes up a sports announcer patter in the intercom in third place in the uh, quote yeah end quote so basically they're just like competing against one another and you know what the prices the prizes are if you do a good job promotion no it's like a it's like a t-shirt and an echo dot it's no. like like you know no. part of it is the working condition is part of it is trying to make automate everything to like the best right and they have that the automation yeah automation yeah 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 uh yeah they just yeah i feel like um sure working you yeah. know you're working but like to say you know a boss come up to you, you mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, you're, you're you're a bit slow. Can you try bring it up a little bit?" He's like, "Okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll yeah. try." But like, imagine they're like, "Hey, you're a bit slow. Look at that guy over there. <laughs> ten times faster than ten you. Ten times. He's on like, the leaderboard. What's wrong with you? Just like, um, okay, okay. I don't know, dude. Like, that's kind of discouraging. That is discouraging. But the guy broke his back. Like the like after doing it for so long, he just. He felt, yeah, it says, quote, after several months, he felt burning in the back. His supervisor sometimes told him to bend his knees more when lifting. When Jake did this, his rate dropped, and another supervisor told him to speed it up. You've got to be kidding me. Go faster. He recalled saying, uh, if I go faster, I'm going to have a heart attack and fall on the floor. Finally, his his back gave out completely. He was diagnosed with two damaged discs, and oh, he had to go on disability. The rate, he said, was 100% responsible for Oh, the rate he said was 100% responsible for his injury, right? So, uh, like, the dude really hurt himself. You think it's, like, an easy task, but you do it so, like, 
repetitively. Yeah. And like, and like, what? Like, what's happening? Yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot that we don't see about Amazon. Like, it's yeah. great that we have two day shipping, one day shipping, even same day pickup. Yeah. But like, how hard are those workers? working themselves off you know yeah like some things that i ordered on sundays it would be here by monday yeah that's that's crazy that's almost less than Mm. 24 hours yeah i mean we live in the bay too yeah so like everything's pretty convenient right like yeah i mean i just order something i gotta go pick it up afterward of this Mm -hmm. but the today we're recording this is on Mm -hmm. a sunday Mm mm-hmm and Amazon Locker is open mm-hmm. till nine. Holy moly! Shoot, dude, it's like we, like talking about automation, like it's true. Like these algorithms are so good, and they dictate every single thing. That I mean, like, like the building we're in, it's controlled by an algorithm, right? Just like pretty much, it sets the mood. If I mean, not the mood, the the temperature. Uh, it sets when people are motion in here, making sure that everything is connected. That's good for the environment, but also, like, like how many choices do they make for us now instead of us making it for the, ourselves? Like, if you, you know, you drive, like, you put on right. Google Maps, like, who's making the decision they now? They make the decision. Like, they're thinking for us, right? Right. And... But back at it again, it's all about the conveniences. Yeah, the convenience of it. Oh, my goodness. Everything comes down to convenience, right? Like... Do we need that convenience? I would say yes, mm-hmm. but not overly excessive. Oh yeah, like I don't well, feel te- like like technically mm-hmm. we don't need a smart TV. We don't. We technically look- we don't need an Alexa activated microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe people buy that. It went four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars? One hundred. Oh, one hundred. Oh, sure. Or, That's not that bad. But but Alexa's in there though. It's all- <laughs> Alexa's in everything. But you still gotta walk up to the microwave, yeah. put the food in, close it, and then says, "Alexa." Alexa, shoot! Next thing you know, it's gonna be like Alexa is able to just like make it in the you know take it from the from the fridge into the microwave. I don't know. We're just gonna get like really weird with it. But that's like super luxury condo. Yeah. Oh, oh, the story. The the article also talks about like. Uh, even like the CS people, like software engineers, yeah. they were like uh, one of them was allowed to stay home, but like the the program would monitor him to make sure like he was doing his forty hours. Sometimes he would have to he type on there, right? And he would take like short breaks, and then the computer would be like, "Hey, you're not typing. You're not typing. So no, the timer stopped. Yeah, you need to you need to stop." He thought it would be more relaxing, but the program's like, "No, you're not working your forty hours." And at the rate that he counted, it was like, you have to be typing 180 lines every 10 minutes. 10, 10 minutes. And that's pretty, like, that's per, that's a oh, pretty no. good bulk of uh, lines to code. So, that's like... Back to that, like, there's no privacy. There's no like, privacy. It feels like there's no privacy. But these are, like, high-end jobs, right? Like, even the high-end jobs are being impacted by needing to work more. Like, it wasn't te- the, the point of... The AI they created became their own enemy. Oh, jeez. Like... Didn't we make technology so we would have more time? It just feels like we're we got we're less just hustling. time. Hustling, not hustle every day. Mm. Gotta get that forty hours in. G- gotta get Keep that. Keep typing, man. Keep typing. But it's you win a t-shirt after this, huh? <laughs> you win a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like 
technology is so great sometimes, but it takes so much work to build it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it, it is, but I don't know. We, we got to figure these things out. I just buy them. <laughs> I, I just buy them. I mean, what can we do as consumers? We vote with our dollars, right? I think that's why the whole, the whole uh, what do you call it? Uh, like the reusable market. That's why right. I really like the reusable market. Like, right. uh, I think I've talked about it. Like I don't, I don't need to have the latest and greatest. I look for the frugality of it, and then. Man, I, I just bought Galaxy Buds. You should have just bought the used ones. Did you buy the used? No, it's a new version. Oh, should have bought the used. But it's better. But it's better. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, our desire for better is always, is always there too, right? Like, latest and greatest. Yeah. Well, talking about tech, it's crazy how. We want everything to be. Um, weather resistant at some point, right? Yeah. So you want your laptop to be at least some dust resistant. You want your, mm-hmm. I, I know like the, you know, re- before buying my Galaxy Buds, I want to make sure, that, oh, what does it have? Does it have water resistant? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that? I know the Apple AirPods Pro have the IP7, IP5? No, uh, they're, just, they're just resistant to, the, to sweat, I think. I forget. Watch my video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Link to his uh, YouTube channel down below. Yeah. But yeah, like, we want everything. Yeah. Like, and the companies want to give us everything because we have the money. Right. Kind of. Not, not fully, but kind of. I wonder if it's the same scenarios if we were in somewhere in a rural t- town, like, yeah. say, Ohio. Well, Ohio is pretty big state. Alabama. Um, Alabama, Mississippi. Yeah. And whatnot. More of the central one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they face the same problem. Because mm. I know we question. get a lot of orders in the Bay Area, yeah. you know, New York, whatever. But in a small town, do they get the same impact? Yeah, like like these tech companies have also brought in problems, right? Like the housing problems right. and then like... As we that, have that, right now. Yeah, that's definitely the most prominent one that we see here in the Bay. Uh but I wonder, yeah, I wonder if this is just like a Bay Area thing, like our our desire to want everything and to have every single aspect of it, right? Like, do you do you feel like if it didn't have the waterproof, you wouldn't buy that? You just buy something else of more expense or less expense? I mean, or is that your make or break? That's kind of my make or break, mm-hmm. kind of, because yeah. like I went in with my um, Galaxy Buds again, back to the convenience because i have yeah. note 10 yeah so it would connect more seamlessly mm-hmm. but it only has an ip rating of like two three and you cannot bend over a certain degree otherwise it will get into those mm-hmm. nooks and crannies oh okay because i know there's many other brand out there mm-hmm. which has like ip7 rated water resistant what's that 67 ip7 so basically it can survive up to low sh- low jet water stream mm-hmm. which is crazy like you go into the pool? Yeah. Oh. Some of them are submersible, yeah. Oh, shoot, really? That's pretty neat. <laughs> How would your music sound? People say it's great for the price. Oh, really? I haven't tried it. Mm. Yeah, I think, I really think sometimes they're just like Bay Area problems. Because they're so first used world to problems. first world problems. Like, are, I definitely think they are. Like, But, you know, like, because I saw the great series on YouTube. Did you see how... Uh, that would be a great. Tr- that I'm gonna. 
by that link now. The great series. Ooh. Uh, with Robert Downey Jr. talking about how algorithms are oh, helping the AI. To, the AI yeah. the Don, I think it's the new Dawn of AI. Really great series. And how algorithms are helping us, like, make more food and, like, provide to rural areas and, like, making sure certain, like, the tr- I don't think it was the truck drivers. No. But how they're also helping, right? Right. Like, at what point do we just make algorithms for the mass, for, like, large groups of people? Because I feel like it gets really messed up when it comes to just, like, one individual person. Right. Like, the, like they know too much about one person. Right. Do we just make it about one? I hope I'm asking that question right. Like, make it more about the group, not about the, the, individual. the individual. Right? Because there's too much info on everybody. Right. Like, as much as you want to be protected, there's there's way too much info on everybody, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, back to that Amazon automation work problem. Yeah. If you know a friend or whoever that mm-hmm. works there, would you encourage them to continue working there? Yeah, no. But, but they need it. But, they, you know, I, I think most people that I know are, like, pretty well educated, too, which means that hopefully they never have to go to some of that, but... How, like, I wouldn't suggest it to anybody, but, like, sometimes you, you don't really have options, right? Yeah. So, it also becomes a question of, this is also a new problem, right? Because yeah. Problem that we don't actually have, like, what, 30 years ago? Yeah, we didn't, because, like, like, humans cannot work to this extent all the time. Like, right. Like, are we, do we have to create new laws that are going to be, like, you can't implement, like, this certain AI, this certain AI because... You're gonna kill someone. I'm pretty, no, I mean, not kill, but people have died in Amazon stores. I mean, uh, like uh, warehouses. Warehouses, right? So, do we have to implement that? Do we have to create friction? Right. Uh, it, it's c- interesting to see where laws and tech intertwine. Yeah, yeah, and like, like programs are made to be specific too. So that means our our laws can't be like ambiguous. Like right. they can't be gray areas. Just like Computers run a binary, like a yes or a no, so you can't you can't have a law that says that, that there has gray area. Yeah. So I, I really do think that automation is automation is becoming very scary. For sure. Like that's just, just uh, that's just my thought at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of automation. Yeah. Let's take the automation to a happier one. So. The article is asking, should robots have a face? Mm-hmm. Um, it all comes down to this person named Tina Sorg, um, come seeing a giant robot going through the market in Harrisburg. And she said, huh, this thing's kind of weird. And ultimately, at the end of the day, she went to an arts and crafts store, bought huge googly eye. Mm-hmm. And then just slap it on there, on the on the robot, and it became a big hit. People started getting noticing it. People mm-hmm. started taking pictures of it, mm-hmm. and I think the company started implementing only oh. eyes on it as nice. well when they sell the models. Uh-huh. And the automation is basically to detect spills mm-hmm. or you know breakage, so mm-hmm. they go and clean up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stores have this in other areas, like Walmart. 
yeah. and stuff. I personally have not seen any spillage. Where was robots. this? Where was this at? Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, I know one robot that we have around here would be the security robot with the round egg shaped. Mm-hmm. Have you have seen those? Mm-hmm. At Valley Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I still haven't seen it. I know what you're talking about. I yeah. haven't seen it, though. But I well, feel like that, that one's kind of useless. <laughs> would, would it be better as doing a job if it has a face? Uh, I, I feel like people would... I feel like some people would be freaked out. Because only humans are supposed to have faces. Right. right? Yeah, so that um, kind of comes back down to question two. If robot have face... And we know how humans are. We sympathize everything that resemble oh, yeah. a human. Yeah. So does that mean we're going to treat the robot better when they have googly eyes? <laughs> uh, well, usually just like lock eyes was to focus on someone, right? Right. So it means you're in the conversation. Uh, I don't know, dude. I think that's just creepy. Like we got, like when we, when we got to talk about that, like... What if to make it cute? To make it cute? Mm. Wally. Wally? Yeah, that's cute. But like a, like an actual face. face like, well, like, like the deep fakes? Not necessarily. As long as you recognize that mm-hmm. oh, it has a pair of eyes. Yeah. Or I think it may express uh-huh. a certain emotion. Mm. I think I'm okay with eyes. As long as they don't give off emotions. Because then we're going to be treating the robots way better than we're treating ourselves. Oh, for sure. We already have. We, we already, already are. We already, yeah, we already are. We're treating like... We already gave citizenship. I mean, I forgot what government gave citizenship to the robot. Right. But like... That. I mean, just tech in general. People would... Um, they prefer to protect their tech better than some human. Better. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, when... I mean, you would freak the F out if your MacBook, MacBook Pro dropped right now. Yeah, well, because I only have one. Exactly. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, like this, like, what happens when an AI has consciousness, right? And you slap a face on there? <laughs> like, is this, does it have human rights? What was that? Uh, Will Smith? Will Smith? Uh, uh, I Robot? The AI? I Robot? I Robot, yeah. yeah. That's a and pretty... then there's a game, uh, Beyond Human? Detroit, Become Human. It's basically... Never heard of it. It's basically a dystopian future mm-hmm. where androids are available for services. Mm-hmm. So you have made android, you have, you know, elderly android, and mm-hmm. they uh, live in the society, just yeah. like iRobot. Yeah. And they could became sentient. So Isn't that just Blade Runner? Essentially. Oh, I've seen... In a game form. I've never seen Blade Runner. But yeah, like... Does not having a face make it better? Wouldn't it be that be creepier? Not having a face would make, for me, I, I would, I would have less sympathy for a machine that had, that does not have a face. But if you put a face on it, then it's gonna create emotions, 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 and we're very emotional. Yeah, let's not put faces on these things, man. That's freaking creepy. Because then, <laughs> what if it has like a screen and it can just replicate the person you love, and then it gives you like. Horrible. Oh, no. Like, oh. bro, like, like we got to start thinking about these things soon because, like, we're... Yeah, what if they became or they have the ability to talk? Not necessarily, like, a human, yeah. like a robot. Yeah. But what if they're talking through, like, Bumblebee? 
No. Mm. With the radio. Yeah. I'm okay with that one. Like... I prefer to not hear that at night. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just... It's like deep fakes, dude. Like, they're just getting way too hard to, like, differ, differentiate. Differentiate, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, like, like, no, dude, it's getting way too good. The deep fakes, the, the fake pictures, like, like, uh, the... The deep fake of Back to the Future. Oh. Did you see that? With Tom Holland and uh, Robert Downey Jr.? It was oh, like... Oh, I think I've seen the thumbnail of it. Oh, yeah. It was like, holy moly. This is like... It looks like their faces are actually on there. Right. And their lip movement, too. And it's it's really bizarre. But, but to me, it's like... Just please don't put faces on robots. Just like, yeah. It's, it's creepy. It's, uh, it's not good. Yeah. And, you know, these robots are too humans out you know yeah like spillage and whatnot Mm -hmm. and so come back down to like are these necessary yeah are these necessary do you want to work a human for such tedious tasks yeah that's true but you don't have to pay a robot yeah you don't have to you only buy it once but then you got maintenance but and maintenance too you don't have to pay for a benefit I don't know, man. People are gonna need jobs. People can't just be bored at at home all the time. Uh, oh, that is that's a kind of cute picture, but like at the same time, kind of creepy. Yeah, we're just looking at the picture of the robot with the googly eyes. Googly eyes at a yeah. birthday party. Um, yeah, let's not give it eyes. Let's not like when when robots turn conscious. Let's not give them eyes or anything human. That's that's just my point on it. Like ex machina, dude. Right. The, the dude fell in love with, with the girl, with the chick. Right. So like, or the robot. It's a robot. So. Yeah. Robot. Well, I'm more scared of AI become consciousness. Everything's on the clouds. It's everything's on the cloud. They can leak everything. What if right now? Just, what if we're just forming the clouds, the consciousness with all our cloud data? Like I mean, that. they. I think Facebook had that problem. Created an AI and then they communicate with another AI. They start to develop their own languages. Oh yeah, which is so, scary. Yeah, that is. They we couldn't break. Like, is is that even dead? You can't kill anything. That's right. Like it's on the internet. I mean, you can't pull the plug, but mm, but some other plug is still plugged in. Yeah, another. Mm, what if it's like Ultron and it uploaded itself somewhere else, and it's just sleeping? If Ultron happens, I want to see it. Oh, <laughs> I want to wreck those fights. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see how many. We're 15. Mm. Um, actually, let's talk about film cameras. Film uh, cameras. All right, we're going retro tech. Guys. We're going retro tech. Uh, we can't use that. Sorry, we don't We don't use that. Uh, that's already a series on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, well, what do you think would be your three recommended for someone that wants to get into film and why? Your, your okay. three film cameras and why? So let's go uh, medium format, point and shoot. And 35. And 35, yeah. And why? Um, for those who don't know, 35 is, does not refer to the focal length. 35 millimeter refers to the size of the film and what we would call full frame nowadays with a digital. And for 35, I would recommend Pentax K1000 because um, they are the known beginner camera. They've got everything that you need should this be mechanical apertures of course on the lens and the own meter the only thing that the battery that you will need is to power the meter 
Right. And for someone who has not shoot film for a while, they, you may need a meter, you know, just like digital cameras. And, you know, the fact that everything's mechanical, doesn't things can't go wrong. Yeah. You know, there's no electronic bugs you or really failure. Yeah, electronics. <laughs> and that's one. Uh, Pentec used to have a great name. I don't know what happened. Um, next one. Any series from Minota, actually. That is one brand For known. medium format? Still 35. 35? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one brand that we have not heard in the digital age. Right? Minota? Minota. But it's, they're still around. Like as a company? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, they're great for, you know, consumers. They, made, they are made for consumers back in the day. Yeah. Any of their cameras, great. Batteries can last a long time. Mm-hmm. And so you can have a good time with it. For medium format, though, mm-hmm. um, I would say Holga. <laughs> That's the cheapest option. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have fun, dive into medium format. And, you know, you expect the unexpected for mm. Holga. But if you want to go somewhere serious, maybe look at Yashica Mat. Um, Yashica Mat are those twin swings, mm-hmm. two lens cameras. And they're great for the prices. They're reliable, and you get a six by six format, mm-hmm. which is something that we don't see every day. And it's a square, and you can directly upload to Instagram. Instagram. It's perfect right. for would, Instagram. Would I plug the USB C to <laughs> Lightning on this thing? Probably on the front. On the front. <laughs> Just stab it into the film, you know. Mm, yeah, that's how it works, right? Light leaks. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah. three. What was the other one? Medium format, thirty-five. Point and shoot. Point and shoot. Context T2? Huh? Context T2? Context T2? Nah, well, if you have the cash money, uh. go ahead. Um, maybe any of the Nikon L35? What mm. that you have? The Canon? Canon 35. Right. Unfortunately, it failed. I forgot. It failed on you. Yeah, I have a, I have a curse. I can't buy any freaking point and shoot because they'll break on me. Uh, those are relatively decent mm-hmm. for the price. Their, you know, their lenses are great. They actually use real glass, instead of mm-hmm. like plastic disposable, and you still, you know, getting the same. Well, that's, that's how you get the look. It's a look. <laughs> it's a film look. Just shoot disposable. Just shoot. Disposable. If you want that mm-hmm. film look, mm-hmm. I guess the the softness. Yeah, the softness. Yeah, yeah I soft. I feel like for serious point and shoot like the T two, mm-hmm. or any premium point and shoot, you would you maybe you're not going for the soft film look yeah i don't know i just i want the i want the t2 but i'm, I'm not gonna drop a thousand dollars on freaking yeah point of view with the it. other day we saw a t3 oh really at glass key uh-huh um, oh yeah yeah right it's not a plug it's not a plug uh great store great local store and oh, they were selling for like 800 no not 800 1200 1200 or a thousand eight hundred. <laughs> Dude, I'm not paying that much. For a point shoot, yeah, that may like, fail you. Yeah, there's no repair center for There's this. no repair center for that. Even if you do repair it, it's going to still cost you half the camera to do it. Yeah, I think, you know, that's something I didn't... As much as a film craze has started, like, how many companies are willing to repair this, right? Right. Like... Japan, maybe. Japan. <laughs> We're in America. <laughs> Like, 
if I send something to like Nikon or Canon, like what are the, what is the likelihood that they're gonna fix it? Like, is there anybody even alive anymore that would repair like right. my Canon three hundred C what is it? It's not C three hundred. It's a three hundred E E whatever. I forgot. Make right. the video. And yeah, that comes to like text becomes disposable. You would rather get a new camera instead of like oh yeah repairing it. Yeah, I think stuff from the past is definitely way better built. At the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Um, More well, repairable. It's trying to cut costs, right? Yeah, yeah. And the camera has come a long way since. Mm. Yeah, you're right. And for those who have built up a brand like Leica, Hasselblad, they wouldn't drop down the price just for consumers. Yeah. Because they're known for their history and their great quality. Yeah, Leica's always been like that. Like, it's crazy. Like, the, the Muhammad Ali picture... The picture of, uh, the, what is it? Oh, the one that you were ta- telling me about? Oh, the, the little girl running oh. in the Vietnam War. Yeah, that was like a, which, the story. The, the story, yeah, the yeah, story. The patient, story. It, patient. The victim actually hated that picture. Oh. She's still alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. She hates that picture because, you know, that's her most vulnerable part. Oh, and it's exposed yikes. to the world. Yeah. And her story lives on her skin with all the scars. Oh, was that a documentary or something? It was a documentary. Oh, man. I didn't... It's like... I don't... But all these think... pictures, yeah. you know? Even the um, one, the sailor kissing the nurse. Yeah. It was just captured out somewhere. Yeah. With a Leica. Because yeah. Leica built up this brand of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can see why people hate their modern prices mm-hmm. just because, you know, for, for so much money, you can buy something else. Yeah, that's true. But, you you know, that's crazy. The woman's still alive. That's so scary. Like, it's one of the most recognizable images. I don't know. It I feel sad. In her. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. But you were telling me, like, uh, how there was another photographer that was about to capture it. Right. Yeah. And what about that story? Uh, so basically, two photographers just right in the right time, and one just coins, you know, ran out film. Mm-hmm. Was loading it at a time with the like an M three. You did. We did not the luxury of flat, fast loading. Mm-hmm. Just put a film in and wind it. You have to put it in this little spool. Make sure it's in the spot, and then put it in back in the camera. Make sure it caught on the winder. Uh-huh. So unfortunately, that for that photographer, he did not get the shot, but this photographer did. Cause of, cause he had like a. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh man. But so to weird. think that so many cameras back then survived so many wars. Oh yeah. We still use it. Yeah. A lot of my cameras like um called Leica. The Nikon F. He's not flexing. <laughs> the Nikon F, uh, which is used side by side yeah. in the Vietnam War. So, oh, yeah. There's only like mm-hmm. a limited amount that were made for that one too, right? Oh, actually, the Nikon F, they're consumer. They're, it's pretty big, actually. They made for at least mm-hmm. five years or so. Oh, really? Maybe more. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Um, it's first of its kind. Because oh, really? it's first of its SLR. Oh. It's the first of SLR. Uh, 35 millimeter. Oh, 35 millimeter. Mm. That's nuts, dude. We don't even we don't even think about that. Like everything right. is formatted 35 mil. Right. 
Speaking of, you know, APSC. Yeah. Um, who, who thought of that? <laughs> actually, it would, it came from film. APS means Advanced Photo System. Uh-huh. Back then, 35 millimeters say you have 36 shot. Uh-huh. Some cameras allow you to have 37, 38, uh-huh. depending on how, you, how, you, yeah, yeah, how yeah. much you pull out. Yeah. Um, but APS film locks you in at 24, uh-huh. 36. Uh-huh. Everything's in the container container itself. It you develop in the container after the development is still in the container. Yeah. But that didn't take off, you know. People were like, Oh, I want that extra frame. Why are uh, you limiting me? Yeah. But that essentially mm. kept advanced photo system and mm. that's how we have APS-C sensors. Whoa. And APS sensors because you are able to change within the APS mm-hmm. film you are able to change frame sizes. Mm. Because it's uh, it's not as big as 35 millimeter, but it actually native to fit 16 by 9 ratio. The more not, you know. Not a 4 by 3. Yeah. I, I hate crop now. <laughs> I can never go back to crop sensor anymore. Yeah, APS-C. All right. Um, yeah, anything else? Mm. Well, that's about it. Uh, we kind of hit one hour. Well, yeah, surprisingly. Um, please sponsor us. We work. JK, JK. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um... I don't know if there'll be a video out this week. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, make uh, stick around for next week. I'll definitely have a video for that. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add? Any no. news? No? Oh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Isaac Mihangas on Instagram, uh, Twitter with the one A, uh, YouTube at Isaac Mihangos. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, feel free to send a voice message on Anchor, uh, anchor.com. Dot fm slash Isaac Mihangos slash me- messages I think uh, we'd love to interact with our four four audience <laughs> uh, core actually a lot of my analytics say people are from the United Kingdom so that's pretty neat so thank you to the United Kingdom listeners out there whoever you are yeah and yeah. you yeah you can find me on Instagram at Jackie the Little I mainly post photos so. If you like my photos, give it a like. Yeah, um, and hopefully we'll have a review, mini review next week on the Samsung Galaxy Buds. And yeah, that's it for now. That's it. All Thank right. you for listening. Yeah. See you guys next time. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for your time and your attention. We'll catch you in the next one.